The Denver Broncos are rebuilding the special team side of the ball under the vision of Sean Payton. Denver has a new punter. Will they have a new kicker in 2023? We discuss that and much more in today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. Joined alongside as always by my co-host and good friend, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange.com. Sarah, special teams is super important for the Broncos. I know everybody's fixated on offense and defense. We all know how much special teams has impacted the output, the production, the end result of many Broncos games over the course of the last six seasons. Sean Payton apparently coming in like from the moment he stepped foot some of the hires he has made, who he's appointed as special teams coordinator, who he's brought in in terms of his you know, assistant head coach and Mike Westhoff, the vision, the culture of special teams looks like it is going to change, at least on paper, but they're making all these moves to make that happen. Right. Starting with bringing back a familiar face, right? Riley Dixon. Remember, he was a draft pick by the Denver Broncos a few years back out of Syracuse. And I remember when he was drafted, Cody, the big story about him was, man, at Syracuse, they could run fake punts quite often because this dude is pretty athletic. The Broncos, obviously a a rare situation where somebody wanted to trade for a punter. The New York Giants specifically wanted to trade for a punter. And the Broncos, I guess, were willing to do that. So they traded Riley Dixon away. He's been a pretty solid player for the past few seasons, played last year with the Los Angeles Rams. And I think it's going to be interesting to see, Cody, what happens with this, because you look at some of last year's NFL punting statistics. He was, uh, you know, about average, I would say, right around there with Sam or another old friend, Sam Martin, net average of 42 yards per punt. He did have two punts blocked. So I think that's something to at least discuss tied for the most in the league. Of course, Pat O'Donnell, the other punter that had two punts blocked last season. Season. So I don't know. Should we be super excited about this? It obviously spells the end of the Corliss Waitman experiment in Denver. But Riley Dixon returning to the Mile High City. We'll see if the second stint can be, I guess, better than the first. That's the hope, right? And I feel like since he's left Denver, like Denver traded him because they had Marquette King, which we all know that never worked out, which I mean, it was disappointing. I think we were all excited. Like when Marquette King came to Denver, we're like, hey, Denver's got a dude who could punt it out of the sky. He could probably punt it out of the stadium. Things didn't work under Tom McMahon. We all found out McMahon had forced you know King to change maybe his technique a little bit. I do remember with Riley Dixon, the fake punt against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football in the game where Mahomes dislocated his kneecap and Denver still got clobbered by the backup quarterback. Chad Henney came in. Was it Chad Henney or was it another quarterback? It doesn't matter. The backup right. quarterback for the Chiefs came in and carved up the Broncos with Tyreek Hill. I remember that game very, very 
vividly. Not good memories here for the Broncos there. But with Riley Dixon now as the punter, that signifies a new change under Ben Kotwika, the special teams coordinator. Mike Westhoff, who have a lot of oversight on really a special team side with Kotwika. The two obviously spent time together from 2007 to 2012 with the New York Jets, respectively, with each other. Aside from that, what does Denver need the most from Dixon as their punter? Sarah, I want to pull up some statistics here that really kind of paint the picture of how bad Denver was on special teams last year. I mean, gross punting average, they're okay. They're kind of middle of the pack, 17th in the NFL uh, with a gross punting average of 46.6 yards per punt. Net punting average, 13th, 41 and a half. And then you look at punt return average, 8.2 yards per return. That was pretty decent there. And and that was sprung by uh, Montreal Washington with some big returns there. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Ultimately, I think Denver just needs more consistency in the punting game, which you didn't get that from Corliss Waitman. Right, Cody. They they really do. And I think with Riley Dixon, if you take the 2022 sample that he had as kind of like your main, okay, hey, this is what the Broncos are getting, you might be a little bit worried because he was one of the one of the worst in the league last year at getting kicks inside the 20. 19 of his 73 punts went inside the 20. There were very few punters that had less than 19 inside the 20. And he allowed the the let's see, one, two, three, four, the fourth most punt return yards of any punter in the league last year, which, of course, we know it's not just about the punter, right? It's about your coverage units. It's about your protection unit and all those different sorts of things. But, man, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like, we know the Broncos didn't have any consistency with Corliss Waitman, really. It was either, you know, I would say most of the time it wasn't a great punt, and then every once in a while it was like, dang, like he really got into that one. But with Riley Dixon, I'll be interested to see because on the surface, it really doesn't look like the Broncos made a substantial improvement. Corliss Waitman, just for reference, he had 30 punts out of uh, out of 96 last year inside the 20. And then he allowed the sixth most yards on punt returns. And I'm, I say he because he's the one controlling the hang time, like he's in charge of hang time, stuff like that. 362 return yards compared to Riley Dixon's 372. So, uh, I mean, you, you figure those percentages there. I, I mean, the Broncos are obviously banking on Dixon being better than what he was last season, right? This special teams crew, they're obviously banking on, hey, this guy has more than I think, you know, what we saw last season. And you may have to go back to the 2021 statistics to really find that, right? But obviously the Broncos believe in this guy. They believe that he has, you know, this the, the regime that drafted him no longer in Denver. So that's not a factor. They just liked him when they did the pro scouting. And I think interesting that, like you mentioned, Mike Westoff coming in, the special teams coaches, they're obviously going to have a huge say in the guys that, that play. Riley Dixon, somebody they targeted. I mean, could it be the issue with scheme? I mean, that's always something I always factor in too, right? And obviously we know that in LA, Joe D. Camillus got fired by the Rams after the end of last season. And uh, ironically enough, Riley Dixon didn't get a punt against his former team last year. He had no punts because the uh, the Rams offense was just cooking the Broncos defense on Christmas Day, a game that we'd all like to forget here in Broncos country. But we're always eager for Broncos country's thoughts. What were your thoughts on Riley Dixon coming in as the punter? 
Sarah makes some interesting points in terms of when you look at statistics, will he be more consistent than Cordless Waveman? That is the big question we have as we go into training camp in July. That's something we'll look for when the Broncos get into their special teams period. What else could they do? On the other side of things in terms of special teams, the Broncos have brought in competition for the kick return, punt return position to challenge Montreal, Washington this season. Is there really a competition on hand? We'll talk about that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel. And the tournament is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers in a game and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Special teams has been an area of concern for the Broncos for the last six to seven seasons. Could it change under Sean Payton? We just highlighted the change made at punter this past week by the Broncos organization. And now we're going to take a look at the kick return, punt return game. Some interesting pieces in the mix there going into training camp. We're still a long ways away from that. But as the 90-man roster formulates, there are a lot of names to keep an eye on here. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day in your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch on YouTube. We appreciate you so much for taking time out of your day to interact with us. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you interact with fans in the comment section, other members of Broncos country, share your thoughts, your analysis, and your opinions as well. We always like interacting with all of you in Broncos country. Sarah, let's continue on here. In terms of return specialists, there seems to be a little bit of a shift with a coaching staff going out and a new coaching staff coming in. There's competition everywhere when something like this happens. And Montreal Washington, as flashy of a returner as he has the potential to be, that we have seen the bits and pieces, he is going to be tested, I think, this upcoming offseason in training camp. And Denver's made some moves to do just that. That's right. And the the primary move, obviously, recently in free agency was bringing in Tremont Smith from the Houston Texans, formerly drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, right, where he was named to the NFL's all-rookie team back in 2018, specifically for his efforts as a special teams player and kick returner, notably. So this is a guy, you bring in Tremont Smith, Cody, he's not just a return specialist. I think it's important to really qualify that. You look at some of his key, the key numbers for him, are this 77 and 78 percent over the last two seasons that's the number of that's the percentage of special teams snaps overall that he played in houston so it's not like they're just throwing this guy out there to return kicks he's playing all phases of special teams he's a big time addition in this phase of the game which the broncos definitely need i mean talk about just how bad like tom mcmahon Dwayne stukes you you can look at any number of special teams units for the denver broncos and they've all been bad in recent years and it's not just in the return game it's not just the punter you know it's there it's the coverage units it's the guys that have to get downfield and make plays tremont smith is somebody who's going to upgrade there but specifically speaking to his return ability 
abilities. Cody, it's very interesting. You look at some of his key stats that he has here. I mean, he, he was the AFC T- Special Teams Player of the Week in Week 15 of the 2021 season. He's got the third most kick return yards back uh, as far as 2018. You look at, you know, in terms of his kick return average, active among NFL players. His active average of 24.7 is eighth best among active players. So he's a guy that I think, I mean, Montreal, Washington, Tremont Smith, there's going to be some competition for that kick return job. Interestingly enough, though, why why is this, Cody? Maybe you can explain this to me, being that you're a former player yourself. Why is it that so many guys who are good at kickoff returns are not always also punt returners, right? Because Tremont Smith, as good as a kick returner as he's been, he has he's only got nine career punt return opportunities. Why is that that you have a guy like that who's got such explosive dynamic ability in the return game, but he only contributes on one of those units and not the other? Well, I'll share my uh, my experience as a kick returner and punt returner as well. I had told the story a couple weeks ago about what Alex Singleton said to me. He's like, you played returner? He's like, I would attack with you. He's like, I know, Alex, I know. But for, for kick return, right? You know, it's usually kind of a straight line kick. You know, it's either going to be in the middle, it's going to be left or right, but it's not as high arcing as you get with a punt. As a punt, you always have to measure, okay, what is the depth, what is the power behind the leg of the punter that I'm returning from? Is he is he a lefty? Is he a righty? Does he spin the ball? You know, is he does he have good hang time? Those things factor into it. You're not as deep necessarily on punt returns as you are on kick return. And kick return, like I said, straight line, you field it, you, you follow your blockers, Punt returns a little bit of a different dynamic. It's a little bit more chaos, right? Because you could essentially punt anywhere, left, right, middle. You try to pin it, you know, coffin corner. It's about getting under it. But it's also, are the guys covering the gunners, are the jammers doing their job, right? And and so with that, that might be a little bit more of a reason. Maybe he's better suited off as a guy who is going to return kicks versus having to stand back there and track the football. That's tough. Tracking a football as a punt returner is massively different. There was also another statistic I saw that was interesting to me about Tremont Smith when he was with the Chiefs in that 2018 season. He had a 97-yard kick return, but it was not for a touchdown. So he must have gotten tackled like, you know, one or two yards shy from that. But obviously, I imagine Kansas City probably scored because they did have Mahomes. That was the year Mahomes really kind of took off and took the NFL world by storm. To me, I think that you want guys who have that experience. And I think, you know, a guy who's got over 90 plus kick returns in his career, that's solid. You know what you're going to get. There's reliability. There's comfortability by the player. And for a special teams corner, you're like, hey, this guy has a good sample size. Montreal didn't necessarily have a big sample size, 18 total kick returns. And unfortunately, teams were trying to pin it because Denver's coverage unit in terms of being able to set up the return for Montreal, it wasn't that great. There were areas Montreal has to improve in. And certainly he's going to get every opportunity to kind of maximize that as well. I don't want to just highlight Tremont Smith as an option, right? I think when you look at Montreal being a guy who returned kicks and punts, Tremont's going to compete for probably that kick return spot. Punt return is a little different. As we saw, he got benched in the final two games of the regular season by Jerry Rosberg, and they put Kendall Hinton back there to return punts. With Hinton still on the roster and presumably going to be on the 90-man roster going into training camp, I think we have to keep an eye on his name. Could KJ Hamler get in the mix as well? I think that's another question that we have. But also there's Jalen Virgil, who I think you and I both said, like, why isn't this guy returning more kicks or getting the opportunity to return punts? That was something we could also maybe take a look at as well here. 
I think so for sure, especially when you're talking about the speed that those those two guys that you just mentioned, Jalen Virgil and KJ Hamler, bring to the table. Obviously, Kendall Hinton get put back there because you know he's really known for his reliable able like what you were talking about tracking the ball. He really did that better than I think most of the other guys out there for the Broncos. So in the punt return game, I think Montreal Washington maybe has an advantage there, Cody, just of being like that may be specifically where what he was drafted to impact and if he can go out there and prove hey from year one to year two I can I can make that leap that you guys are asking of me I think that's still a reasonable expectation on the table but you know KJ Hamler in a contract year are we going to sit here and say oh no save him for the offense absolutely not if he can contribute as a punt returner why would you not try to get that out of him at this point I think definitely KJ's got to be an option with his game changing speed back there and the ability that he has to to, to really break open the, you know, I, I just changed everything field position wise. Kendall Hinton, we saw some really instinctive running from him after the punt return, you know, was fielded cleanly, which has been another significant problem, if I can say that, for the Broncos throughout the last handful of years, even dating back to Trendon Holiday, if you want to go back a decade. So I think, <laughs> Cody, there's there's going to be competition here for this these positions. I, I wonder if Tremont Smith is the odds-on favorite to be the kickoff returner. But beyond that, punt returner, it doesn't seem like he's necessarily going to be that guy, or he hasn't been in the past, at least. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I think he's a sneaky addition to that unit that changes things dramatically for somebody like Montrell Washington. Now Montrell, you're going to have to be the best punt returner and you're going to have to prove that you can contribute on offense as well because these guys are nipping at your heels right now. And, and Kendall Hinton, he's further along on offense. I would argue Jalen Virgil also further along on offense based on what we saw in that Titans game. So it's going to be fascinating to see what Sean Payton values from these guys and how big of a step forward those young players can really take. I'd even throw another name that's currently on the Broncos pending to be 90-man roster. That's Tyreek McAllister as well. He got some returns in training camp as well, was watching him in the kick return game, the punt return game. It's going to be different because usually special teams doesn't get as much of a, a solely dedicated period, you know, that you see with the offense and defense. Special teams kind of like, hey, you have your 10 to 15 minutes and that's it. Like, that's all you're going to get. I wonder if that will change with Sean Payton going forward. I hope it does because you can't expect to maximize your special teams unit, your opportunities when you're not getting as much time. And I get it. Offense is important. Defense is important. Special teams is important. How many times have we seen teams and how many times have we seen Denver lose games because of special teams in the past? You have to find a way to... Put as much emphasis on that, though the new CBA, as we talked about, the limited amount of time you're allowed on the field, it really makes things difficult to do just that. But interesting conversation to be had. Broncos country, what are your thoughts on the kick return and punt return position for the Broncos going into the 90-man roster portion into training camps, the potential battles we may see? Drop your comments down below on YouTube. If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. But as we continue to look at special teams in Denver looking to revamp that side of the ball, could Brandon McManus be in his final days as a Denver Bronco? Could they maybe look at some free agent options? You'll get that on today's episode of the show. Now, while you make Locked on Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, we have a new show here at the Locked on Podcast Network I want to tell you about. That is Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs 
Dobbs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is the clock ticking on Brandon McManus' tenure as a Denver Bronco? An interesting question to ask as the Broncos have made some widespread changes to the special team side of the ball so far this offseason. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. We appreciate you so much. Sarah, it's an interesting question to kind of throw out there. You know, I've been working on an article for MileHighSports.com about Denver revamping special teams, and I threw the question out there as well. Is Brandon McManus' time nearly up here in in Denver. He's the only holdover from the Super Bowl 50 championship roster. There's been some great years with McManus, but as we talk about with the punting game, consistency, Denver struggled with consistency with McManus last season as well. It was kind of a career low year for him in terms of where the expectations are for him as the kicker. Right. And I think that a lot of people will point to, well, the 60 plus yard kick in week one. And he was asked to do, you know, a, a number of those throughout the season. And we get that right. It's not like we're just not factoring the fact that he was asked to do some really hard stuff last year into the equation. But here's what I find really interesting, Cody, beyond the asks of him to make some, you know, maybe egregious 60 plus yard kicks. He missed three inside the 40 last year, which is kind of an eyebrow raise. Or in addition to that, missing a couple of extra points and guys should be afforded the opportunity to, you know, make a couple mistakes throughout the year. You can't expect your kickers to be perfect, but his field goal percentage last year, 77.8 was the lowest that he had since 2017. So you look at some of these numbers, you look at kind of the way things have been trending. Obviously, Brandon McManus had a legendary playoff run in that 2015 season, and he was such a key player throughout the year. I mean, how many games would the Broncos have lost if it wasn't for his leg, you know, in those close one score games. Remember last year they lost what 11 or 12 one score games. And then in that 2015 season, how many one score games was McManus the difference or how many games was he just flat out the offense itself? But look, I think there's a degree to which you can say, okay, yes, he's like almost like a living team legend, right? Versus man, we really need somebody that can be a bit more consistent at this point. I don't know. Does do the Broncos look outside of what they currently have to maybe make a change at the kicker position? I do think, like you said, it's an interesting question to ask. Let us know in the comments if you have an idea of who they should pick up. I don't know. I haven't studied the kickers in this draft class, Cody, but maybe that's an option, even with the Broncos only having five picks right now. Yeah. You know, how many kickers normally do get drafted, right? We've seen some. We've seen some surprises over the course of the last, you know, five, six, seven seasons in the NFL in terms of that, but also how many kickers just go undrafted and end up going, you know, getting on with the team or being a late, late round pick. I mean, Riley Dixon, as we mentioned, as a punter, was selected in the seventh round of the 2016 NFL draft by the Broncos. So anything is an option. Like for me, I don't believe that Denver right now should move on from Brandon McManus, right? But you know what you do? You know how you really solidify if you have your guy? You bring in competition in training camp. That, in in my opinion, is what Denver should do. I, I also want to make mention here, too, of McManus. Like, for him, he has been probably the most stable part of the Broncos offense the last however many years. Like, in 2022... 
He scored, let me see right here, it says points scored. 109 total points scored for the Broncos last season. The next closest, guess who? Jerry Judy at 36. After that, Latavius Murray with 32 points scored in totality. So Brandon McManus was the Broncos offense last season. Yes, you want him to be more consistent, like he was good from 50, but then, you know, he had some misses, as you mentioned, inside the 40. You know, 38-yarder he missed. He missed some extra points. Are we nitpicking here? I mean, maybe in a sense, but I think it's just because he has been the guy for so long. I will say this. I do not believe with Sean Payton now as the head coach, I don't believe that we're going to see the training camp highlights of him being a guest referee anymore. I don't think we're going to see the moments of him playing quarterback necessarily during training camp. It could be all business, but in my opinion, Sarah, Denver should at least bring in a kicker in training camp to push him, right? You never want to get too comfortable, I think, in the NFL. And I think if you can find an upgrade in terms of kicker, you maybe take that shot there. But the question is, is there an upgrade at this point? There's some big names available, you know, some veteran names like Robbie Gould. Could he kick really well? Altitude, I imagine probably so. Eddie Pinheiro, Chase McLaughlin are also some names that we've listed here on our show notes. It doesn't hurt, in my opinion, Sarah, to bring in competition. As a matter of fact, I think every team should do it unless they have a guy like Justin Tucker, who's so consistent, uh, and other teams that have really good, accurate kickers. But the fact that Denver finished kind of bottom of the barrel in terms of field goal percentage, in my opinion, means that, hey, you can't go into 2023 with the same thing being that narrative. You have to find a way to improve or increase that level of play. Competition does just that. It does. And really, if you can get even younger and cheaper at the position as well, I mean, that could be something that you look at. And maybe a change of scenery could be what's best for Brandon McManus as well, as he's been kind of struggling a bit in Denver the last couple of years. Obviously, we know he likes to kind of get on Twitter as well and engage with the fans. I'll put it that way. You know, when the, I know the fans are hard on the players a lot of times, right? But I mean, they are in that spotlight, and that's just kind of how fans are. High pressure position unique, to play. Exactly. It's a, it's a very high pressure position to play. All eyes are on you. It's like, you know, the the I guess the picture of you have one job, right? It's that it's that one thing that it gets kind of diminished and minimized. And I think that for Brandon McManus, you know, it's one of those things where like it, all that noise maybe has caught up to him over the years. Right. And he's just like started to clap back a little bit at these uh, naysayers and stuff. on he Twitter also took kind of he, he kind of threw his teammates under the bus this year, which to me, I was like, I, yeah, you you don't do that like what was it because yeah. yeah the guy that the guy that antagonized him is kind of known to be like a twitter troll and things like that but right you threw your you pretty much insinuated oh it was the holder and it was the snapper's fault as to why i missed this extra point that's kind of what right. he indicated there which is you know never a great look no, I don't like that. And he does, you know, a lot of times, it, not necessarily, it's not just accountability. It's more like self-deprecation At, on Twitter. He'll go on and be like, I should have, you know, I shouldn't have missed that. I blah, blah, you know, all those different things. So he mixes them both. But yeah, when you start yeah. to blame teammates and things like that, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know with McManus, Cody, I don't know where the Broncos stand with him. Obviously, as of right now, he's the only kicker on the roster. But I guess we'll kind of see after the NFL draft where this team stands in terms of making a big move here. It would be a big move in terms of moving on from McManus, but I think if you have an opportunity 
you feel like you know with competition you can get younger and cheaper at that position i think we could see a similar situation in 2023 as we saw last year with sam martin and corliss waitman anything at this point is possible broncos country thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the show that'll wrap up lockdown broncos here today subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to your podcast so you get the latest episode as soon as it's available don't forget to interact with other members of broncos country if you're watching on youtube everybody has a comment everybody has their analysis respond to it share your analysis but also make sure you engage respectfully with everybody in broncos country we appreciate you so much for taking time out of your day to listen or to watch us break down all things orange blue for the team that you love and that you root for every single sunday all year long we appreciate you that'll wrap up today's episode locked on broncos sarah and myself we'll be back tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show